Oh, I want to start recording. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I want to I want to start doing this thing where we start putting out clips of the episode just because like when you see all these podcasts, what they're doing is they're like they like cut up like you know four or five minutes of like an yeah. interesting conversation that they're having and then they just yeah. like post it on Twitter and it's like, oh, gets me to you know be interested. So right, right, right. Uh, whatever i uh, i want to figure out how to do that i'm always a big fan of like going to like if there's a podcast i like i hate like if i'm like cooking in the kitchen or something i want to listen to a podcast i'm not listening to a podcast start to finish i'm listening to the clips of it from yeah youtube right exactly um, so that's that's because it's more accessible you know yeah, like if, if someone sees like on on like youtube right if we ever yeah, post yeah. on youtube they'll be like oh this had this the you know the headline of this is good i'll watch what they have to say about it but like right you know, it's just, it's just a lot for people. I know I get it. Like for a lot of people, cause it's hard for me to watch, listen to a lot, a lot of, to listen to a lot of podcasts because like, I don't want to sit there for, you know, an hour and a half to, to right, like listen right, to right. this. I'll, I'll cut it up into pieces. Like I'll watch, listen to it over time, but exactly. sometimes the conversational ones. Yeah. And I, I want to figure about. out how to do, um, I want to get the new, the new WWE game, figure out how to like Twitch stream. I have no idea. How to do that. <laughs> oh, um, I, I will Twitch stream with that. You with that, with yeah. you with that. 100 percent that'd be awesome <laughs> no that'd be great just um, us two tag team like online like a universe mode or like a my team kind of thing that'd yeah, be fucking yeah. Awesome, it, nobody's it, it's it, it just like totally self-service right there no one's gonna it's such a it's such that. a niche it's such a know, niche thing know. you know what i mean like Hilarious. it's so funny to me. um yeah I, I so just to update our our uh two and a half listeners i just got mistaken for tony khan by uh yes someone someone with a, someone speaking of podcasts someone with a q podcast um some some guy was on here let me let me uh let me let me just read my my twitter to the to the thing so <laughs> so this guy was um he, he was he's asking tony khan all these weird questions and like i you know what you know what's funny dude i try not to be like this like AEW mark because i'm not like honestly like i aw still like relatively new to me um yeah. But like, I'm kind I just, of a mark. when I I'm talk, kind of a mark. yeah, I mean, it's when I talk to people who are like very pro WWE, it's like, I just can't talk. Like, it's just like, you don't, you're not making any sense at all. So this guy, he's like, apparently he's like a former wrestler. And I was like a Q guy. Um, and then he, so he was guy. like, he was asking Tony Khan why he didn't open a wrestling company in 2005. And he was asking why he like waited so long. And Tony Khan was like, I was uh, 22 years old. And so, like, so he he asked him another question. He's like, you know, um, don't let all these fans handle your questions. Talk to me. And of course, I, you know, my natural bit is is uh, I told him to talk to some bitches because you know that's that's what I do. That's 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 what, my only what approach. Dudes do. to, that's, dudes that's, what, that's what dudes do. You know. Um, so this guy responded to me. He like thought I was Tony Khan. He said, I, I don't even know like how to even phrase this, but he said, yeah, talk to my bitch ass. Like I don't, I didn't, I didn't, whatever. Um, he goes, I'd love to hear you defend why you didn't start earlier than 2019 or 2019. And my name, my screen name for anyone that, that doesn't know me is literally just Chris with a picture of my face over Shawn Michaels body <laughs> could not be any further from Tony Khan. You know, it's funny. It's not even like a current picture of me. This picture of me is like probably four years old, uh, <laughs> not even the same haircut, not Tony Khan's haircut either. Um, yeah, a little weird. I've n- I've never been mistaken for like a rich person. So that was I just cool. I think I think it's so funny because like that tweet to Tony Khan was like unprompted. So like 100%. Yeah. These these people like 
I apologize to our Q listeners, but like, my, <laughs> <We> have, <laughs> out, of, my, out of the two and a half listeners, we, we do have one Q listener. Hey dad, how you doing? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, but like oh, yeah. the thing is with me, with Q people, it's like they find things to have a problem with. And like, yeah, look, time. look, I, I'm probably, I, I have a problem with this myself. Like there are some times when, you know, I'm just, you want to be mad. You find a way to be mad about something, but like, mm. why do you have to tweet at Tony Khan like that? Like, I, I don't understand why it's so like something unprompt as prompted, unprompted as that. It just makes me feel like you just want to find something to argue with and start a discourse, which well, I guess funny. is the point. It's, it's funny. Cause like Tony Khan's like, he comes from like a, like a syndicated TV family and like, he's like this yeah. rich guy and there's plenty of things to like realistically be mad at him for like, he's like kind of a douchebag rich guy and you choose like, you why did why did you pick 2019 to start this wrestling company it's like uh, dude what are you even asking what do you what are you at what are you asking what's um, the point of asking if yeah, it's just like what's it's the like point of- let's say he tells you it's like oh i wanted to start it on this date because i don't know i felt this was the right time so are you like are you, are you mad at him starting a wrestling company at like a certain time like what would be the point in even starting a wrestling company in 2005 and well, I, I don't like, i didn't really understand his point but he's also you know Definitely, uh, definitely. Well, there were there Grimace were from companies shot uh, JFK. So, <laughs> well, there there was um, a company TNA was. Yeah, TNA. I mean, was, don't get me wrong. Probably me TNA's wrong. prime was 05, right? Yes, absolutely. 05 to like 09, maybe 08, maybe was the last yeah, yeah, time yeah. that re- it was. Pretty That's when they had like, like Chris Chris Daniels Styles. Um, what's his name? Low key was around there at that point. Uh, and then, um, and then Hulk Hogan came in and just ruined it all. It literally yeah, you know what? I think Hogan came in in 05, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big I think it was a little. I think it was a little bit later than that. I think it was a little bit later. I think because I remember watching his debut on TNA. Because apparently, I remember back then it was like a big deal because yeah, Hulk yeah. Hogan is on another company now. Um, and I don't think I started watching until like 2007, mm-hmm. maybe 2008. So, but no, I, I just think for somebody to like – just because somebody is successful and doing something doesn't mean you need to question why didn't you do it sooner? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not, that's so stupid. That's such a stupid thing to ask. We, we, we love like, the rich on this pod, folks. We, we absolutely <laughs> love the rich. I, I, I of course. Wish. <laughs> God damn it. It's so stupid. It just like oh, it somebody is. sees oh, somebody successful yeah. and then they just attack them for no reason because of it. 100%. I, you know what? I think the poor should stay in their place, Brandon. That's what I think. I think I think the peasants should should stay. Look, stay quiet. I, wanna, I think they should they should stay. Eat they the should rich. Keep their mouth eat, shut. Eat the rich. They should, the poor <laughs> should keep their mouth shut. No, the poor uh-huh. should just eat the rich. I think everybody should just eat the rich. There's no. I, look, this man should eat Tony Khan. He should, he Tony should, Khan. <laughs> Tony Khan is everything I hate in a person, <laughs> but as a wrestling promoter, he's amazing. And look, that's not me saying I hate Tony Khan. He's just a rich, born into money, born into like multi, multi millions and billions of dollars of, of you know, of having some just like oil companies owning sports teams, syndicated TV, whatever. Yeah. But the fact that this man is giving us a product that is, in my opinion, as an AEW mark, like 10 times better than any. The WWE just did a whole storyline on an egg 
We'll and get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> well, well and, I, I have but, that bookmarked right here to get to that. Yes, but that's 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 my point though. It's like you did that. We they're showing stories of somebody because Vince McMahon wanted to make an extra two hundred million dollars. I'm just gonna what is that? To, it, was, it was about the Rock's movie, right? Yeah, the yeah. Netflix movie that people will probably watch anyway. That's so. So funny. just because and which, which, like, yeah. we'll, and we'll get to it, but Rock didn't even show up. <laughs> Rock didn't even post. Rock didn't even post an is. Instagram picture after the event ended. The picture he ne- he posted after Survivor Series ended was of a sandwich. Dude, like, I gotta while while we're talking about WWE marks, and I feel like this is gonna just become a regular thing. Um, this this guy f- just flipped a tit on me this week. Um, he was like, and I'm not, you know, not to generalize or whatever, but WWE Mark, he's like, he's got like a DJ page, like just like balding sad man and and no disrespect to, to our bald listeners um <laughs> hey grandpa <laughs> <laughs> um but so so like i i was like kind of joking with a couple people in in the uh on on wrestling twitter about like how a lot of wwe fans are i think there's too much wrestling on AEW, which is a very funny <laughs> critique which i you know what honestly if your preference in a wrestling show is like 50 50 with wrestling and talking. Like sometimes I don't mind that. That's cool. Um, sometimes like, uh, you know, if it's more, sometimes there's more promos on a show than wrestling that happens occasionally that is that sometimes you need it. Sometimes build up shows, you need that. Um, but I mean, there were like WWE fans almost like criticizing punk and Brian for wrestling every week. And it's like, well, I mean, you know, if, if a guy wants to wrestle every week, I'm, I'm all for it. And and especially when it's like Brian Danielson, who's a, a master technician. That's what's not running out of about... steam week for week. It's like, of course I want to watch it. Um, well, that's so... what shocks. That's what shocks me about it. Just real quick. Yeah, yeah. Like Brian Danielson would be wrestling every week on WWE product anyway. So why, why are you going to criticize him for this is his life? Like CM Punk was out for seven years. You yeah. have to understand this dude doesn't want to go up against freaking like, you know, Kenny Omega in the well, first also, match. I'm sure because, this guy, I'm sure they, I'm sure they missed both of them, like missed wrestling in their own rights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent. And, and it's clearly like, work, work-wise, they you, get to do different stuff on in this show. And that's probably really right. fun for them. Well, um, they get to yeah. do the stuff that they want to do instead yeah, of yeah. what a senile old man wants. To do. But what I, what I was going to say real quick is that like CM Punk in CM Punk's case, you know, he doesn't want to go into a Kenny Omega match right out of the, right out of the bat because he wants it to be a five star match, and he knows that after seven years he's not going to put on a five star match. Right, right. And then, but Brian Danielson start, stopped wrestling like a hundred days before his debut in AEW, right? And he put on a five star match like in his second match. Like it, it, it just it obviously with every athlete, you know, professional or amateur, they have to have you know like rehab they have to be able to warm up they have to be able to be in a physical condition to do these things especially wrestlers so so i mean we were joking like me and a couple people on there were joking about how like it's funny how vince has kind of convinced a lot of wrestling fans that like wrestling needs to be like spaced out like wrestling needs to be this sacred thing that the fans have to earn and i I think it's really funny because it's just like imagine thinking that about another sport you know what i mean like imagine like it's like you know, Curry shoots too many threes. Like, you know, the, you know, the, there should be, you know, things in between that and he should take more drives and like, it's, it's not good for TV and that the fans don't need to see that all the time. It's like, that is no no other sport you would do that for. Right. Um, I mean, you know, whether you think wrestling is a sport, whatever I I, I do. Um, But so this guy starts like literally flipping out at me and he's like, what is AW? Like what stars have they created? It's like, well, honestly, like 
I mean, they've only been around what three years. So like AW has not created any like major stars because they really, I mean, I'm not even going to say they can do that right now, but it's like, if they created a major like front page star in three years, then it's like, we wouldn't even be having this WWE conversation. MJF is getting up there. Yeah, no, of course. Like they have created like big time stars in their own right, but it's like, so uh, to get to the point, like he was saying like, they haven't created anyone on of the stature of a Brock Lesnar. It's like, well, yeah. Cause, and I was like, well, dude, Brock Lesnar was like in the UFC. <laughs> like, yeah. Brock Lesnar was he left mean, WWE. A, a freak athlete in the early two thousands who was basically, you know, destined to, to be like a, a, a fighting star Fighter. on all fronts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like WWE clearly wasn't going to be his stopping point. I mean, he was like yeah. a collegiate, collegiate athlete. Um, yeah. And that was this guy's like only thing. And he was like, and it's funny because the whole angle that Punk, he said something along the lines of like Punk's wrestling all these new stars that he can't keep up with, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's funny because the whole point of that storyline is showing that CM Punk, like while he's like behind the scenes, like putting these guys over and winning, he's the whole storyline is telling people it's like, yeah, Punk, you know what? There is a question that Punk has slowed down. They've talked yeah. about it in the MGF, MJF Punk promo. Like there is a question. It's like, oh, you know, he's having trouble beating these younger guys. He's having like, it's like um, and guys that MJF or like younger guys can beat easily. Punk's having trouble with. And he's like wrestling these like long matches with, cause he's like brilliant, brilliant stuff. commentary work. Which by it's the like, way, MJF. which it's like brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Which it's like, it's like, yeah, that's the story being told. It's like, you can tell a story with a, right, like 70 minute, you know, the authority promos that explain to you every second of the show. And it, it's like, that's it gets what makes, exhausting. And I was like, and other people were saying it to this guy too. It's like, dude, like you're like, no offense, dude, but you're like, that's like the most Mark shit ever. Like you, it's like, you like, you, you're kind of falling for the whole point right. here that like punk is getting the story across to you clearly, but you're like, in denial of it which not, is like very, it's very going over weird your way to watch wrestling it's such a weird way to watch it um it's it's being too loyal to something that has um never like there it's very rarely over the last i'd say maybe 10 years yeah that the wwe has not subverted our expectation or has subverted our expectations i think it's very rare to me because like when you go into a match maybe like the eight thousandth time that brock lesnar and roman reigns have fought each other it's like yeah. i don't care yeah like no I, like this guy this guy posted um a separate guy not a guy i was arguing with he he blocked me pretty quickly <laughs> but <laughs> as most um, do you know it, as it, most it, do. It, it, it do be happening i i uh i get i get blocked sort of a lot but it's like it's kind of <laughs> funny to me i don't know it's it's kind of funny um it's not funny the other people obviously no 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 i'm, I'm sure it's i'm i'm you know living <laughs> rent free baby um this guy raj in my personal opinion uh cm punk and Dan- Whew, CM Punk and Brian Danielson should be used as special attractions like Brock Lesnar and WWE. Every time they wrestle to me means less and less. A showcase match for Danielson means much, much more than a month than every week. Um, right. Where okay, this is this is my thing with that. It's like someone, someone like that who watches the show. I, I'm like, I re- I respect the guy's opinion. I get it. Um, but I think like the whole point of wrestling is to tell a story. Right. How, like you can, I think someone brought this up in the group chat. You can watch New Japan and not understand, you know, you don't speak Japanese watching New Japan. You understand the story they're telling in, in their battle. You know what I mean? Right. And right. that's what, I mean, the, 
guys like Brian and Punk are getting the chance to do again. You know, they're not having to rely. I mean, these guys are great, great on the mic, especially Punk. Um, but they don't have to rely on that anymore. And it was very rare in the, I'll call it the main roster because NXT was the difference maker here early NXT. Um, I mean, these guys, matches were very cookie cutter, very kind of predictable, didn't really tell much of a story. And you would have to kind of like wait for the promo to understand what's going on. And then it's like, you're, right. you're getting behind one guy. And then you kind of figure out that you're getting behind this guy for no reason, because he's not going to be on the show next week. It's just like, they it's never, because they're not it's like because, a lot of WWE fans are not used to wrestling, telling a story. They're used to it kind of being like saccharinely spoon fed to them. And it's yeah very weird. It's like, why would you, why do you want to watch that? I don't, well, I guess I don't get it. It's poor. It's, it's again, when you see the same match over and over and over and over and over, and I'm not, and I'm not just talking about like people in the match. I'm talking about like the same finishes, the same distraction causes one guy to look at the referee and right, then here right. comes the roll up. And it's like, look, so many of that you can understand because it's wrestling. There's only so many ways that somebody can end a match on raw or SmackDown. Right. Right. But, but when we're watching the same match over and over again, and you're blatantly telling us to our face that some people like that, I will always go to my grave saying like one of the things that is so poignant in today's WWE, like how they respect their wrestlers mm-hmm. with this laundry list of people that have been completely cut and let go because of, you know, you know, different, you know, different ways, budget cuts, talent, whatever it is. The fact that they seriously show that they do not care about their wrestlers over and over and over again. And it's like Vince plays favorites, right? You have that, the they, they fire this list of people and then they, and I understand like, you know, I'm, I'm a true believer in like wrestling storylines should replicate real life or mirror right. real life in some way. But it's That's like how you, you get f- people to try it. When you fire this list of people and then you have like all of their friends mention it in promos and seven different times in the show. And it's like, it's so, t- so uh, ca- it's like, it's like such what, a classless act. Well, it's like, it's like, well, is that why you fire these people? Just so you could name drop them in a promo? Generate a heat. Yeah, it's Generate like, heat. It's like I, I just I, I I guess I don't get it. Um one, everything's one thing, for heat, Chris. Everything's one, for heat. One thing I will say, I'm not a big uh especially like I'm not like I don't think AEW is going to there might be there might be a time, but like it's like I don't think AEW is gonna like overtake WWE in the ratings. I don't think like I'm not a big like ratings guy, but what I will say maybe maybe in our middle age, maybe in our middle age. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe I'll get Vince to, McMahon's dead. <laughs> maybe I'll get to a point where I like give a shit about TV ratings. But um, right. Honestly. So there was a there was a uh, November 29th show. Um, it was a I believe it was a oh it was the Long Island show. Um, yeah. They announced no, Long Roman, Island shows. Oh yeah yeah sorry, yeah sorry, no sorry. no this is late November. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. So they announced they were trying to beat AEW. It's very clear that they were trying to do that because they had Roman show up which it was a show he wasn't going to be on. Um, they cut ticket prices in half. They had buy one, get one free deals, which I'm, I'm a big fan. Give tickets away. That's cool. I, I love that shit. Yeah. But Black Friday discounts, they had Edge return, Biggie versus Kevin Owens. Um, barely sold 5,000 tickets. Barely sold 5,000 tickets. While the same night, AEW sold, had a 9,000 attendee show. It, I mean, they, they may not, they'll never come out and say, you know, you know, we're, we're competing with them because in Vince's eyes, that's like letting them win. He didn't do that with TNA, which TNA, you know, never came that close. Um, 
but it's like at the same time you're having you're having your wrestlers like you know edge mention AEW and promos and it's like it's clearly like it's yeah. starting to heat up which i like i well, love the competition yeah. i love it well that's what we say all the time right like good wrestling is when there's competition the attitude mm-hmm. era was born because of the monday night wars and vince trying to top bischoff all yeah. the time and and <laughs> something that bischoff was talking about is that just like he was trying to tell people to stop like to for aew to stop caring about what wwe is doing but like i don't think that that's a way like you want people to tune in every week what is AEW going to say about WWE this week? What is 100%. what is MJ what is MJF going to say? What is CM Punk going to say about this, the WWE today? Like when you have that kind of like you know they they there's this forbidden door that will yeah, never open why, for, why for WWE. Pretend ever. like shit isn't real. That's not fun. Because they're the kings. They right. have the monopoly. You don't want to give up the monopoly. You don't want right. to give up the 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 aura of going to a WrestleMania. Like look. I've never personally been to a WrestleMania. I would love to go to one one day if they ever try to show up in Boston again, which yeah. they never will. I want to go to but a Rumble, honestly. I'm like, I would love to go to Rumble. I'm at this too. point in my life where I'm Rumbles like, and Sur- Survivor Series are always in Boston. Those yeah, two are yeah, always yeah, yeah. in Boston. Oh, Survivor always. Series are always in Boston. I, I mean, I want to see a Survivor Series if they still not sound like a 50 year old, but if they still had like the traditional Survivor Series, I would ask for my money back if I, w- I would ask for my money back if I went to this last one. Because that last one was brutal. Really? I watched hi- I watched highlights and like the egg stuff. Like <laughs> Vince, of course, when he got out of his limo, had a row of wrestlers there applauding him when he mm. got out of the limo with the egg. So not only do we have Vince McMahon showing up because we need to show how important this egg is because it cost $100 million, which really it's just half of what he got paid for to do it. Like it's the whole thing is a marketing ploy and you have the crowd. You can tell is waiting for the rock to show up. Mm-hmm. Nothing. The, the rock 20, what, what, what is it? What is, is the, the winner of the Royal rumble is he, or that, that battle Royal is he the rock now? Rock, because we, we have rock this practically have, booked the show and didn't leave this couch. It's, fun, <laughs> it's the funniest just, shit. It's the funniest shit. Again, I'll reiterate the dude, literally the next Instagram or social media post that he posted after the show was over was a sandwich. He didn't acknowledge he didn't do anything. He may have sent out a tweet. I don't know if he did that, but he, I don't think so. he was literally not involved. And the only reason was because Vince was like, I need to get as many people watching this as possible. So let's talk about The Rock. And there's it's, just not at The Rock it's show. So not funny even on Raw the next time. Not it's even so Raw funny to me because it's like, okay, all right, we're talking about how much we love competition, right? And what I want from that competition is WWE to be like, hey, you know what we could do? We could... Um, push some stars. We could learn how to get our main star over Roman Reigns while not squashing everybody in his path. Um, Ro- dude, Roman's fucking boring. And, and like he is Roman, like after his heel turn, uh, this is the perfect character for him to be playing. And that's, that's the shitty part. Perfect character for him to be playing. Um, he's really coming to himself, but now it's what it always was. It's right. Roman beats everybody. Nobody Nobody in his, nobody who wins a number one contendership feels like they're a legit star as compared to someone like, I mean, nobody's ever going to be a Brock, but nobody even feels close. That's why like 
people people were talking about how big Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns is, and it's like that has so little to fucking do with who Roman Reigns is, and so much more. We're gonna we're gonna Lesnar look is. back on that. In Roman like does not years. like yeah. Roman does not like carry. I mean, he's a he's a big star, of course. Yeah. I mean, he's in movie. I saw him in some fucking David Spade movie a week ago, um, which is totally sad. What are you doing? What are you doing watching? modern era david spade movies i know i i, I was uh, <laughs> i was at a friend's house in San Diego if david if david Zima. spade if david spade is the main character in that movie i'm sorry man you wasted it was, about like an hour it, you know i'm not gonna lie to you it was it was like a weirdly funny movie it, it was it, I, I forget what it was called something missy missy something missy Honestly, uh, i don't I'll know tell you. i don't know I, I, tell you. it was the first time i've heard of it and then it's the last time i've saw it um yeah. anyway anyway where were we? What were we talking about? I, I honestly, yeah, you can't well, have, you can't have Roman. HD in Roman. podcast. Roman. Roman. There Roman. We go. Um, <laughs> so it's like, okay, you had, let's see, I'm trying to think of another match well, where so Roman here's, was here's, in. Like, all right, all right. So to give you an idea, Roman versus Kevin Owens, does that feel like a big match? No, you know who's winning it, that it match. It fucking should be. It, it should feel yeah. like a big match because Kevin Owens. It well, they've should... treated Kevin Owens like shit. Like he has right. like a terrible win loss right. record in his right. WWE. It's awful. Roman, so you, when you have, it, it, he can it, go against Biggie. Biggie's an awesome champion right now, doing doing great stuff, um, fantastic. But it's like this company, you never feel like they get behind their stars, and you never will because it's like anyone who is not Roman Reigns, anyone who's not Brock Lesnar, that almost doesn't count toward their effort. And it's like that's what I want to see. I want to see this company wake up i want to see them compete i don't want to be a wwe hater they 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 have put me in this position they i want to watch all day if you told me to that there's good wrestling on monday wednesday and for four hours on friday mm-hmm. sign me the fuck up 100%, dude. look 100%. i won't watch i won't look it's very rare that i get to watch rampage live but i'll tell you this much when i do watch rampage i'm enjoyed for because i don't get to watch if i watch it later on i don't get to watch the, the commercials yeah. or the picture in picture so it's like a 45 minute show and it's good wrestling yeah, three yeah. good matches that they put on like this past week i watched um it was it so it wasn't really a match it was more of a segment but jay cargill had a squash match against um i forget her name but it was you know some but i like to watch jay cargill for many reasons mm-hmm. one of them being that she's a great wrestler and Thunder Rosa was on commentary because mm-hmm. she's facing her. I think it's this week for like the chance to go and win the TBS championship. And when I watched it, Thunder Rosa is amazing. I fucking love her. She cool. But like when you watch this, it's like I'm actually interested in this because Jade obviously did the squash match, beat her in like three seconds, and then started you know doing the heel thing and started beating up on this you know jobber that you know she is defenseless. And Thunder Rosa came down, and they had when they got to brawling. They had the entire referee crew come down and break them up. And there was like three times where they like broke away. And this, so it's like, when have you ever seen a, a, a woman's, you know, rivalry get to that point where you have referee, like the, in WWE, I mean, like, I think, uh, I mean, it was, it was kind of a one-off recently with Becky, I think it was Becky and Charlotte kind of got to that maybe point. Becky and I Charlotte, think but Becky, Becky's a very different example though. It, it, it's tough yeah. to, it's kind of shoot, kind of not. Now I, it's kind of a hard situation for her because she, those two, I hear. I mean, I don't know if it's true. Maybe it's work. Maybe I'm getting worked. But like, I don't watch the product enough to really understand or care, care. too much. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but, like could but, not give a shit less yeah. about any kind of like real heat in WWE right now. And I wish I did. I really wish I did. I just don't care. 
but apparently the shit with the title change were like Charlotte like threw her title for Becky to pick up or something like really struck a nerve in the relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, my point with, with what I was saying with J- Jay Cargo and Thunder Rosa. Sorry. Is that- I, got, I got sent a, a Sydney Sweeney photo shoot in the, in the group chat. Not, not a separate <laughs> group chat. Sorry. I got horny, horny group chat. I got sidelined. Take it out of context. Brand. <laughs> uh, Basically, what I'm trying to say is that when you watch an hour of wrestling, you expect to see an hour of action, right? Mm. And you get that because you get three matches, two of them, and then maybe like a couple of segments in between. But like watching something like that, like having a brawl happen, it's like, I'm excited to watch them now wrestle. And I'm going to tune in on Wednesday to watch them wrestle. And I think winter is coming is either this week or next week. I'm going to be able to watch Hangman Adam Page and... Brian Danielson go at it for another week because that is, I think, the best rivalry other than MJF and CM Punk. One second, one second. Yeah, no a little tangent. Yeah, sorry, sorry, we got we got cut off there. Um, Brandon was talking about some some stuff. So just just the fact, <laughs> basically, we can cut out that last part because I was saying same shit over and over again. Um, uh, basically, what I'm trying to say, um, I I want there to be competition, mm. but I want the product that I'm watching to um make me want to watch them more right because it's like i i, I don't want to watch three hours of monday night raw sorry i don't think no, anybody I, I wants to watch i don't even want i, I don't even want to watch one hour of monday night raw what, what could they possibly fit in an <laughs> hour I, that i'm going to want to watch right but there's no reason why i understand why they did it but they lost viewership when they switched to three hours and they, they still did. haven't changed it back Nobody wants but it's like longer than a fucking movie who wants to watch that I, shit Nobody, exactly. I don't want to watch a three hour. Movie. I gotta, I gotta have like, like Godfather patience every time I want to watch wrestling. By the way, <laughs> by the way, most of which isn't even wrestling, which is totally yeah. fine. Usually, which is like, it's like I understand the 50 50, whatever, but like, it's not 50 50, but it's not. Monday Night Raw is a three hour show, and they average 16 minutes of wrestling on every single so crazy. Uh, show. How am I gonna watch 16 minutes of wrestling in a three hour television show? Or it's per hour, sorry. But still, 16 minutes per I, hour. No, yeah, 16 minutes per hour of wrestling. God, and yeah. and dynamite is like 42 minutes. <laughs> like rampage <laughs> is like 36. Like I look, there are people, older people that like the soap opera of wrestling. There are young kids that like the soap opera of wrestling. It's like the most important dynamic of wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Like 18 to what, what is it, 36, that really care about the technical side of it. Right. So when you have more households watching WWE, it's because you have a lot of kids watching. You have a lot of older WWE fans that are watching. You do have still people that are our age and in that dynamic that are still watching. But when you see like Dynamite gets up to a million viewers when Darby Allen and the Gunn brothers are or Billy Gunn and his son are facing off against each other against Sting, that's because people are like, that's going to be a good match because Darby Allen's good and Sting is wrestling. Can I be honest with something? I fucking hate Billy Gunn. <laughs> I really just I don't like him. I don't know what it is. I just don't like him. Um I I, I like the I, I respect the fuck out of him because he's still wrestling, but it's because of he's it's taking literally multiple, multiple steroids. <laughs> like it's shots and shots of steroids every day. I understand that, but which uh, still no it, it, to me, honestly, it, it's it's he's one of the fake members of DX that and they don't count to me. Him him and Rogue. Uh, is this is this me. that discourse that you were go, trying to go on earlier away? No, yeah. You know what? Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk. There's been there's so been you're basically one. you're basically comparing two eras. You were comparing Attitude Era DX mm-hmm. and mid-90s DX, right? Where it's like 
rude. Uh, it's it's tough China, to call that not attitude. Hunter, like, what, when does the attitude ever start for you? I would say, I guess you could call Montreal, right? I think that okay. would probably be the start. In my mind, that's what I always thought was that the start of the attitude era would be Montreal because it was at the end of 97. 98 was when um, that WrestleMania, I think it was, was Sean versus Stone Cold, right? Yeah. If yeah. I'm not wrong. So that that basically started the rise of Stone Cold and Stone Cold winning his first championship. And then, then the attitude era starts. I'd agree with you, Montreal. I, I Like a lot of people say it was um, the, the Brett and Stone Cold um match 13, from wrestlemania 14 14 13 13 13 13, yeah. 13. um a lot of people right. say it's that we had like heel brett we got you know brett was shoving vince and calling everything bullshit um i think that's when stuff started to heat up you could also say a lot of people um think it's also wrestlemania 14 when like stone cold just beating sean ushering in the new the new right. era of stone cold um I mean, I, I think I think none of those answers are wrong, but I, I do I would put um, like any any variation of DX came either attitude or after. But what I will wait, say, forgive me, ahead. forgive me if I'm wrong. That Rumble was the one that Stone Cold won. Ninety seven was that? Yes. Yeah. That one was that the one that he was feuding with Vincent, and that Vince took him out backstage. No, that was the one that Vince. No, won. no, no. Sorry, we we didn't see. I don't even, I don't even, I, I think he might've stunned Vince at that point, but Vince wasn't like in the picture. Well, yeah. he was in the picture because of Montreal, but like, he wasn't right. like the heel right. figure that he and was And then Tyson, chasing. yeah, Tyson yeah, brought yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So that's, that's, that's what I mean. Like, I guess you could, cause what I mean, what I meant by Montreal being the start, right. Is that that's survivor series 97. I think there was an in there in your house after that. And then it was rumble. So mm-hmm. I think that whole, cause that cut, that got a lot of people invested. I think, I, obviously, what? which part? Montreal, Montreal screw job. Like, yeah, no. When that time. happened, and, and and you see Brett drawing WCW, and it's like, that's that's attitude, so and cool, that's man. that's basically when it started. And then you know, Sean was out for yeah. a good whole four years after that. But like, I, I mean, I would say like the rise could, of Stone Cold. You separate. could say the Brett and Sean feud really did kick off because that was the first, it was like, that was real. It's like these guys that was really shoot. fucking hate each other. That was shoot. And like, it's funny, that was like, brother. so often they would like, they would have, they wouldn't even be feuding with each other. They would be in totally separate feuds, totally separate programs. And they would go out like Sean would be injured and they'd, they'd like meet in the ring and they'd like just talk shit to each other. And that would be it. And like <laughs> every once in a while, they would just, they would just shit talk each other um yeah no that's, but I, that's the, yeah ahead, i think yeah I, I was just gonna say i think that when you like the call i think the culmination like the climax of the attitude era is probably x7 right wrestlemania x7 i think that's yeah, probably like would, the best i would you say get. that i would say that so when you start because and it's because i think wrestlemania 18 is like the decline yeah, yeah and it's and i think 20 i think at WrestleMania to uh, WrestleMania 20 was probably the end. I would say that's probably. A I think good, it was already wrapped by then because I, I would call that ruthless, ruthless aggression era. Like 2002 is ruthless aggression. I guess you're right. So maybe say. 90, maybe or 2003, 19. maybe 2003 was ruthless. Aggression. 19 was 19 was Sean. No, 19 was um. Uh, it was Sean versus uh, Chris Jericho. Jericho, right? Yeah, yes. and then I, okay. 19. That's we're talking about 19. Yes, that's the 19. final Stone Cold Rock. Yes, and um, when Brock Lesnar almost broke his neck against yes, Green. great so match, call... great match too. That, that whole yeah, that WrestleMania was actually really good. That was it's a, a great really match. good mania. Yeah, that's a great. Um, I mean, not not the best. Obviously, the like the best Stone Cold Rock was seventeen. No, but I was gonna say um, about the DX stuff. I really like 
it almost like I feel like we look back, like WWE looks back fondly on that post Sean Diak. And this isn't Sean fandom. It's really not. I promise. I promise this is not Sean <laughs> fandom. Um, I think WWE needs to have that revisionism of that post Sean DX because they really had to compete with NWO at that point. Um, and it was just bad. I mean, they were like, they, they did like the whole nation of domination, like spoof thing. They were all in blackface. It was just, it was fucking weird. Like it's weird. Even look, even like at, at the point, it's like, I was like, I was younger watching that on a DVD. I was like, this feels weird. This isn't funny. I know that <laughs> it's like, um, except there was the, the guy who was, um, dressed up as Owen Hart with the big nose. That was actually, that was, that was, like, that was, that was really funny. Kept saying, like, I, that, I think that was D-Lo. No, no. I don't even know who was dressed up as Owen Hart. It wasn't a member of DX. Like it was, it no, was no, just it was a nation of the, it was, I thought it was, uh, oh, maybe, I forget. Maybe. No, because Owen was rolling around with the nation at that point. Um, so right. they like had so, him, they had him as part of the spoof, but they had like someone yeah. come on and, and be him. Um, I yeah, mean, I remember that when they spoofed. It's yeah, it's funny that. that they gave another character a large nose, as if Triple H wasn't like really fucking <laughs> yeah. there. But it's fine, um, right? Right. <laughs> biggest biggest nose in wrestling. Like uh, he he had to be he had to do blackface for Rock though. That, you had oh, to do it. So um, bad. So no, bad. you know what? I'll take I'll take that note. Um, to to you know send send our the, the pod's best wishes to uh to Hunter at the moment. We got um, who got uh, I think he's still in the hospital. I think he's still in rough shape. No, he's, he's fine. Is he out? Is he what, good? Yes. So, yeah. So what happened was, I know where, where you're alluding at. So no, go ahead, go ahead. what, what it actually ended up happening. So they put it out that he had like a heart, apparently the heart condition that he had was a lot more serious than was originally reported. Yeah. Apparently he was like, not in a good way, like real, like real bad. Apparently he's, I mean, he's a lot better now. We, I saw a video of him, like he was walking around like the new headquarters that they're building, I think in New York or maybe in Stanford. I don't know if they're moving or not. Um, or no, it's the new performance center. Sorry. They're building a new performance center in Florida. So they were walking around it with triple H and I think Sean was there too. Um, but no, he's, his, something happened with his heart. And yeah, look, I, I mean, look guys like him, I, I understand, but like, those steroids, man, they, they fuck with you. I really they hope really, he's, I really, hope he's really taking better care himself. He, I mean, you know, I, 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 I joked about it a couple couple episodes ago, but um, like what I mean, he's he's been a a shifty guy in wrestling for a long time. So the stuff he's done with NXT has been very cool, giving lots of guys chances, and I'm I'm sure it has a lot to do with with Punk airing him out a couple times because he didn't really give <sighs> you know, a shit until that point. But it's fine. I, I um, think that's that's the moment that really change i think both for both of us that's that's yeah, a moment that time, changed me from a, that is and, and that's for a lot of people that's not just for me and you like that's that's for a shit ton of people that change from marks to actual wrestling fans because i big think time. For, i think for me like when he was not only because it made so much because me and you for a long time before that i remember around that time because we were really i mean we we you know destroyed my grandparents computer so many times yeah. by the amount of times that we like illegally streamed these pay-per-views but like when before I remember before that we were talking about how we were like, you know, like John Cena is, you know, kind of like, you know, getting boring. Like, I remember because it's like he's always winning. I remember we got it like really he used to laugh at all the time, like Super Cena, Super like Cena, he's literally yeah, not yeah. losing. And then when Punk went out there and started talking about the shit that was going, I was like, I, this makes so much sense. Yeah. I was like, 
I always thought of Vince McMahon as like, oh, he's just a character and he's, you know, just a big boss. He's a millionaire and he runs his company well because he's doing really well right now. Then I, rem- I remember thinking like, holy crap, like wrestling is a lot more serious than I mm. thought it was. Big time. And big time. The, the divide between a company like Ring of Honor or GCW or CZW, like the divide that they had over WWE was crazy and the fact that i'm watching now is because there's an aew that's around that's actually showing me what cm punk was talking about right. like no the cool thing wrestlers was like, being around, wrestlers. around that time like i was because i just watched everything on youtube everything i could find online so i like i had watched like ring of honor stuff i had watched ccw right. stuff icw whatever um and it's like those wwe and all of that all of that and wwe felt like two separate worlds Exactly. And when Punk, when Punk like name drop Ring of Honor on Raw, that was like, I was like, holy fuck. Like that, that was yeah. like so cool. Nobody had the, ever had the balls to do that ever. No. And it was like, it, like, it was just like, okay. Like he literally, he was correct when he's like, I'm breaking the fourth wall. It's like, yeah, it's, it, he was opening that forbidden door, which gave way. It really did give way to this, like the whole NXT project actually meaning something, um, right. you know, guys coming in. I mean, you don't have, he changed Zane. wrestling. Zane, it, it really did. He really did. And then he, you know, when got knocked out a couple times, but that's right. We, we forget. Uh, we didn't didn't really that. change ultimate fighting. Did he? Didn't, didn't, didn't did really not change. Did not have the same impact in UFC. Sadly. <laughs> um, dude, you could what tell I, they were, they were saving that UFC dig for MJF because I don't even think they were. I don't know. I, I think, think I totally think they were because they've I think had those guys that didn't want to say anything about it because they didn't really like MJF saying something like that. It's like, and that's, that's something you'd expect. I wouldn't expect Darby Allen to go out and make fun of his UFC. Days. I could see Kingston saying something like that. Maybe, maybe. Kingston. Okay. No, because maybe it's a Kingston. funny thing. They had, they had um the American top team out there one night with Punk was doing commentary. That dude was fucking quiet. That's the only time I've ever heard him be silent. Heard him say nothing. <laughs> he literally said nothing. The, the fucking American top teams out there. They're talking about MMA. Think, They're talking about yeah. UFC. He's just probably. It would have been really funny quiet. to me. I don't think I don't think Jr. would say anything. But if Tony Chavani said something or Excalibur like was like was like, hey, you must know something a little something about UFC. They're talking about like, that's my. I, I, I wish, and I, I said this. I wish that when Jack Jack Hager Hager, I don't I don't know how to pronounce Hager his name. Hager Hager. Yeah. When he was talking about how he's undefeated in UFC, I wish Punk who had been silent for 10 minutes, just said, me too. <laughs> that would have been great. Oh, man. But, but that's, so why, I, that's why I think they were saving it. I, I mean, honestly, yeah, the, minute, the minute Punk was going to AEW, you knew the MJF feud was coming. I think that's probably the first thing that everyone thought about. Um, I, I honestly... So like, that promo was uh, pretty cool. I this, think I, I watched this, that promo like three times. It was great. This, this feud, man... And I, I, we haven't had a pod, I don't think, since maybe maybe the last pod we touched on it. But like that p- promo, because they build it up. I mean, mm. obviously, obviously, you know, like they started the show with it. I mean, I always say this to everybody I talk to you about wrestling, like AW, the first 30 minutes are always the best 30 minutes of the show. The main mm. event could be really good and the middle is going to be good, too. But the first 30 minutes, you're always going to have something good, like whether it be a good match or a good promo. And man, like what was honestly like the whole promo feels like five minutes and you, and you watch it and you're like, cause you know, we, you want to know how long it too. was 18 minutes, 18, See, 18 minutes uninterrupted, I know. no commercials, nothing, 18 minutes of just two guys talking and, and, and basically like just shitting on each other. Cause the thing is, is like, 
and, and this is something too that um, I was talking about earlier when people were talking about how they mentioned WWE too much. It's like, they're not mentioning WWE. They're mentioning, I mean, yes, Punk did call MJF a less famous Miz, which is my favorite quote I've, I've heard so out of him in a long good. time. That was good. But they're not talking about WWE. They're talking about CM Punk's past. Right. And CM Punk's past, when he talks about the pipe bomb, yes, I think since, I don't, look, the title reign was good, but CM Punk's best moment was the pipe bomb until this moment. Maybe maybe his return and maybe Money in the Bank was good. I don't think he it ever was tops great. that moment. That was that. But was I don't think else. he ever tops the pipe bomb. I mean, so, he got he got a promo on a national news circuit. That's crazy. Yes, no, people ever people that. were talking about that on USA Today. That's like fucking that's CNN. Piper, like that's, that's, Jimmy Snuka, Coconut. Exactly. Shit. I mean, that's, exactly. that's a big deal. So when when some so when you're listening to these people talk, it's like. He's mentioning people in WWE. He's not going to mention, say, Triple H. He's not going to say John Cena, but he's going to say, like, you can't see me. Like, it's oh, to oh, agonize. They did agonize Triple H. They did. No, that's okay. what I yeah, mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They mentioned him a couple times, but, like, they're not going to say outright. Remember when Triple H, John Cena, buried right, 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 you for right, so many right, years, right? right? Like, it's going to, like, whether it's you can't see me, man, or King of Kings. And it's like, that's not just them mentioning um wwe that they're mentioning what punk went through because punk was buried for... but it's also like it's like what that's what the fans fucking want like they want exactly. the shows to take we want to hear this other. that's that's we want to like, hear that's this. fun that's what makes competition fun i want wwe right. to take cracks at AEW, and i want the reverse i love uh, people didn't like it that's i liked when, the reverse i liked when edge made that comment like he's like they, they have to mention you on other shows to get a cheap pop that was awesome like that was great i love that that's what true. I want. and it's true like <laughs> that's true he's, he's not telling lies uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a wild wild gear in here. Um, we, we were talking talking a little bit about ugh, a little bit today. Um, how did you feel about like Cena and Orton's feud? Like I know they've had 17 of them, but like what do you? <laughs> no, like, I know. Do you think about. they had chemistry? Because I'm I'm thinking about this all day. I I don't. I mean, they didn't have the chemistry that WWE claim they have, obviously. Um, they had they had that really good I quit match. They had that good yeah. Iron Man match. But like other than that, they faced each other, dude. Maybe too many times. Thirty times. Too many times in a main yeah, event. Too many like, times. I think um, my personal opinion, and this is because and think about think about them because this is what twenty WrestleMania twenty six. No, that was yeah, like around twenty six and twenty seven. I think this this happened. This this feud. Um, because it was definitely after 2025, because 25 was Randy Orton versus Triple H. But well, they had that feud in um 07. I think that was yeah, the no, no. first, like that the was first, the first like main event feud. Yeah. Yes. I think I think when people get because I think the main the first one was wasn't as bad as people think it was. I think they had a real, couple good matches. I have to look up what pay per views they main evented because they had a couple that I was like, this is because. When we talk about the I quit match, that was like after 26. That was like kind of like the kind of the height of the PG era, right? Where it's like Super Cena versus Randy Orton all the fucking time. Right. And the problem is, is that when that PG era was happening, it's because Cena was winning title after title after title after title. And people just got bored. Like there's so many, there's so many times that I could see Randy Orton hit an RKO on John Cena or John Cena do an attitude or an FU to randy orton like i think i think they do have chemistry and i think it's because they're they both come from the same class in obw so they've yeah. been wrestling each other for you know 40 years sure. but like i i think it's hard because you you build them wrong like it, i i think 
they have chemistry, but the way that they were built, like they needed to have like a, like a, an Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk, maybe not as intense, but like they needed to have an actual hard hitting rivalry, like something that you can, you can look at and be like, yeah, they really had a rivalry. It wasn't just that because they were the two top guys. Do you think Randy's Randy's capable of that? I mean, Randy's had some good rivalries, but it's like, I feel like. I think the triple, I think the triple H one. He's not, when he's not fucking RKOing someone's wife. Like, it's like, I feel like (laughs) I don't. It's the not IED, that I don't take the IED stuff. Yeah. Was good. No, 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 no. The IED no, no. stuff. Oh, yeah, that 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 whole feud. I think that probably is my favorite feud he had because it's like unhinged, Randy Orton. Like, and I mean, that's the thing. It's like they just revamped that feud again, and over and over. So it's just like over. it kind of loses its meaning. So like, I mean, you look back and it's like that really wasn't that extreme because we've seen him do that. And I, I get, I get wrestling repeats itself. You can you know tell the same story a bunch of times and have it be different every time. But I, it's like they really WWE does a kind of a bad job with that. And um, Randy's they just rehash. But I, yeah. I think he, he does get lazy. He gets complacent for sure. Well, the dudes, I mean, the dudes wrestled the most matches in anybody in the history of the of the That's business. So crazy. That's so. It's crazy, stat. but but it's because it's because I mean he's been he's been good for so long. Like the mm-hmm. dude's been on the dude's been in the company since he was like twenty two years old. Like yeah. won his first title at twenty four. Like against. Uh, anonymous yeah i guess against redacted <laughs> um but no i think i think for me like i've always loved randy and i yeah. and i've always really respected him i've always i think he's always been one of my favorites but like that feud with with cena was just kind of like the tipping point it was just kind of like yeah this is not what i expected like when i watch attitude era when i watch early even ruthless aggression it's like just gets stale like mm. you can have you can have Stone Cold versus The Rock, you know, only, you know, you can have them three times in WrestleMania, but you need to put people against them. And the crazy thing is that, and this is the same thing with Edge and Cena too, they've never main evented a WrestleMania together. Well, like, they, they didn't a triple threat. And the, okay, you know what yeah. they did? You know, to be fair, they didn't main event. Um, yeah, but they've never, Edge and, Edge and Cena did when, when it was him versus Big Show and, and Edge, but nah, like, They've never imagine like in what was it 2005 when Cena was champ and Edge was you know it was like that oh no it was when Edge was champ like imagine that happening at a WrestleMania that's a fuck that oh man I would love to watch that WrestleMania match mm-hmm. but they had to do it in the TLC at Unforgiven right, right, or right. they had to do it in whatever I just I just think that if you're gonna have those two top guys do it at a WrestleMania and just end it you don't need to do it you don't need to do it after that. You don't need to have, I mean, if, you know, if it's a situation where it's like a title rehash or like, you know, Cena loses the title and he does his rematch clause, whatever it is, that's fine. But end it. Just stop and then, <laughs> let other people in. Please. I think, I think like, I, I mean, in terms of like rivals, right? Like, I think, you know, match quality story, I think like Batista is, was a better rival for Cena. Yeah. Oh, um, 100%. They matched each other perfectly. They were a great I, rival. That was great. You know, I really liked, I was a big fan of the, and I, like looking back on it, the uh, Batista Taker. Um, oh, yeah. They had, they had a great match. That last man standing match they had, I think it was oh. Backlash, where they just like went through the, dude, they beat the shit out of each other. They just like, five, they went through the stage. They, they like. Top five cell match at all time, I think. I mean, really? I'm, yeah, that was good. I, that was also the one where Edge popped out. Edge was the cameraman, right? Yeah. Oh, that's what I love. That I love. Look for people who don't know who are listening. Edge is my all-time favorite, and that era Edge, man, you can't get better than that. 
Mm-hmm. Can't. I, I think for, for when we talked one on the turn podcast when we were talking about like two year peaks, like man, Edge's peak when he was oh six oh seven for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it. back on this. It's like definitely oh six oh seven. Yeah. He was talking about um he was talking about on the angle podcast where he was talking about like his goal because he he talked about it. He's like, I didn't like the rated edge superstar sometimes. Like you think he, he was like, I hated doing the live sex celebration. He, he hated doing stuff like that. But like when he had, to, when he could go into like a model house and seeing it, like seeing his house and like destroy his home. Like, he's like, I love that shit. Like his goal from the start was to get every single person watching and reading about him to hate him. Yeah. And I love heels. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big heel guy. So like watch that. It's like, he did. He, everybody hated him, everybody. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think, that's I think that's a better feud than Cena and Orton. I think I think Cena yeah. I think Cena has had like 10 maybe 10 maybe 12 better feuds than him versus Orton. But I, I don't think it was a bad I don't think it was a bad feud. I think it was a I think it was a relatively eh, but I don't think you can look back on it and be like that was a terrible feud. I just think they faced each other too many times. Yeah. I just and and around and around the wrong pay-per-views. I think yeah, if you I, do it like I, I said with that. the ultimate the, the two ultimate in my mind, the two ultimate pillars maybe there's three but i think two pay-per-views you have to end feuds at SummerSlam and wrestlemania gonna make an argument for royal rumble but i think those two are the two top shows that you have and feuds there and move on mm-hmm. that i think that's that's just in my opinion big but time. and i think i think a big you know a big problem with like the, the scene orton facing each other so many times is like you know they're so hesitant to build stars sometimes and then they they kind of find themselves in a pickle it's like okay well uh who do we have seen to defend his belt against now? It's like, at what point do we put down so many people, the the shovel, the golden shovel, shovel, which Coley, we need to talk about Cody Rhodes as well. We should Um, talk about Cody Rhodes. actually, Cause we are, I was bringing up the golden shovel and so I love AEW because they show us stuff for free on TV. Mm. I saw a man and it wasn't Andre Andre. It was Cody Rhodes go through a flaming table on free cable television, man. The last time I saw flaming table was Edge versus Man or Edge versus McFoley. I, I, I maybe if I, I want one live. Um, I, if I watched if I watched ECW more, I probably would see more. I mean, obviously, I you know didn't it wasn't around when I started watching wrestling, but like it was, but it was a third show for WWE. Right. I just. I just, I just love, I love it because Cody does everything he can to make people think he's a face, but he's such a heel that I just, I love, I love the crowd is treating him like a heel, but he's just trying. I think it's a good character. I, I think, think, I, think I, just, love I, I, really, I love it. I really, it was annoying at first, and I'm like, oh, I, I get it. You get it, yeah, <laughs> you get it now. Like he's, a, he's a, he's a heel who's trying right. super hard to be, a, and it right. took me a second to get it too. Yeah. But I'm like, this man is going to do everything he can. The crowd is just the crowd. They're not going to yeah. not boo him. Like Kurt Angle made his return after 20 years and they still chanted, you suck in his, in his, in his, uh, in his, you know, theme music. Yeah. Because it's, out of respect. The crowd. it's a wrestling crowd. Out of respect. You got to respect them. And I think, respect. and I think, and I think the boos now are turning into like, they're booing because they want to cheer yeah. up, but it's, yes. it's a gimmick. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think the, I think, the boos are becoming so natural that it's like, it's likable. Like right. doing him is a likable thing, which is which exactly. is really good. I, I and Arn Anderson is making some money off of this Glock gimmick that he has. Armed, he armed Anderson is the best gimmick he's ever had. So cool, in yeah. my opinion. 
because I never watched Arn Anderson, but <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but no, I think I think it's I think Cody Rhodes. Well, if it, if it turns into like a slow heel turn, that would be kind of cool. But I think I, I think you should just stick with this character. Wow, I love it. I love it. Big time. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's get into uh, some basketball. I think we've kind of exhausted Dude, all. Yeah, of I was gonna say. Let's. Uh, I was like, what? So, what else are we talking about on this fucking show? Yeah. So I think I. Well, we. My my co. What I tell people about our podcast is we talk about wrestling and basketball and pretty much everything in between. Yeah. So that's pretty yeah. much what we do. Big and we're gonna, we're gonna basketball beat the dog shit out of the lake. Actually, you know what? I'm uh, feeling a little squeamish against the Lakers tonight because we have a uh, JB out. So here's my thing about the Lakers. Um. And this is this has been true about this rivalry for pretty much forty years. Mm-hmm. If you play Lakers in LA, you need your star to be your star. Mm-hmm. If not, you're going to lose. Yep. So, and it's the same with the Lakers in Boston. Like Russ, AD, and LeBron. I don't did, I don't know. LeBron did play that night. LeBron was fine that night, but AD and Russ sucked that night. Our, la- our last game against them. Yes, when we beat yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. When we I think Dennis yeah, we, revenge game, baby. Yes, exactly. Um, which is funny because he was guarded by Russell the whole time. Anyway. Um, oh, wild, huh? <laughs> wild. Uh, anyway, you let this guy go for this guy. Okay. Um, so I think for me, if Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum, right. I think we have a good chance. Yeah. But if, if he – and he's been great these last couple of games. So get me wrong. He's been awesome. And he's been looking like he's back on track. Yeah. But when I see stuff like him struggling so much in the beginning, it just – it kind of creates this lump in my heart where it's like, yes, I, I want him to do really well, but there's, it's like, there's a chance that he could do that. And I'm going to knock on as much wood as I have around me because I don't want to change it. But I think for me, it's just like, I don't, I think when you have going to the Lakers building and you have Paul Pierce, Ray Allen and KG, at least one of them has to go off. Mm. You go into, you know, the state, the crypto arena, but it was the stable center at the time. And you have, I actually, it was the forum when when it was Bird versus Magic. Yeah, yeah, Bird yeah, has yeah. to go off. Bird has to go off. You have to have Bird have a good day, or Mikhail, or one of them. You can't have it if it's a team effort. It's a team effort. Right. But I don't. I, I think you have to have somebody score at least thirty five points. Tatum, you know, for his for his rough shooting streak that he had, he did not get enough credit for not only his defense but his playmaking ability. I mean, 100%. dude, like his. I mean, a lot a lot of Boston sports writers are completely fucking garbage. Let me just get that. They're all homers. That's why they're the all most, homers. We're the most annoying sports city in the world. Um, but uh, there was not enough credit being given to Tatum's playmaking, which has been good, by the way, for a long time, and it's only gotten better. Yeah. His defense took a dip last year for obvious reasons, you know, COVID. Um, and it that's sort of work, it's working its way back. Um, I mean, Tatum really commands the floor, man. Uh, I mean, you look at a guy like Dennis Schroeder, you look at a guy like Josh Richardson, who I'm coming around on. I was not a Josh Richardson fan. I'm coming around on him. I knew it was gonna be a good pickup. I knew it was a lot of that is because of like the way Tatum can space the floor, the way Tatum can get guys open. Um, you know, a lot of those I mean, people are pointing to low assist games. It's like Tatum can pass the ball all day. If, if guys aren't making shots, guys aren't making shots. Recently, right. they've been making shots, and people are seeing that difference. So, um, yep. you know, I, I mean, we definitely need a, a big game from Tatum to be delay. I totally agree. Um, but I mean, if he's even a percentage of what he's been doing on on the playmaking end, defensive end, I mean, he owns Anthony Davis. It's it's but interesting to me because that. he, re- yeah, well. He reminds me a lot. 
actually, you know what? I don't even think he reminds me of anybody. I think for me, what's interesting is that he's still, he's still 23 years old. Okay. Mm. And I always, and I've always said that I think an athlete's prime, whether it be football, baseball, hockey, basketball, their primes is around 20, maybe late 26, 27, and 28. That's pretty much when people, yeah. yeah, when they pretty much start their prime as an athlete. So Jalen Brown, first of all, is 25. So he's got a couple of years still. But when you when you watch a guy like Tatum, when it's like, okay, I may go two for 18 tonight, but I'm going to have 10 assists or right. yeah, I'm going to have six assists and eight rebounds. I'm going to do the I other mean, thing. That Miami game, he was doing – we don't, I mean, we don't beat Miami if Tatum doesn't play the way he did. Exactly. Even, exactly. even going two for 17 or whatever, whatever right. it was. So those I think shots it was actually two for 17. I think I was, I think I'm accurate with that. Um, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, those shots are going to start to go down. Right. So when you, when you work on those other games, and of course he knows this, he's, he's a professional. I can't speak on that. But when you watch something like that, it's like, well, you know, he could suck tonight. We also have a fucking other star who needs to get healthy, Mm -hmm. but there are guys around him that can play well and that can pick up the slack. He just needs to play make. And I think for me, watching him go through that is a really important thing because Kobe went through something like that. LeBron went through something like that. Like they've all got all the great stars in the history of the NBA have gone through moments where, and maybe starts to seasons where they haven't been the Mm -hmm. best, Mm -hmm. but it made them better because they understand, okay, well, let me just work on the rest of my game. And then I can get better at this. Absolutely. And that's why you see, that's why you see Kobe Bryant making all defensive teams for pretty much the rest of his career after right. pretty much his entire career. Um, why you see guys like LeBron be an all around player like that. It's like, he doesn't need LeBron nowadays can't do it. But when he was back in like early 2010s, when he was winning titles with the, with the, the heat, he didn't need to be a guy that can spot up from 20, 25. Yeah. yeah. He can, he can, he can go with it, the best of them and just go to the ring. That's all right. he needed to do right. and back someone down and get, make space. But for Tatum, it's like once he learns that, okay, I can impact the game in other ways. I don't need to score 40 points a night. Because I, I, I bring this up because I see him doing a lot of hero ball in a lot of these later games, like or later in games where, you know, he starts hitting shots. But there are times where it kind of hurts us a little bit. And mm. I just I just I want him to take those shots because I think he's the only 100%. guy on our team that can right, do it. Right. That's that's my but, feeling on it. Yeah, right. But I just I just think it's it's there's times where he doesn't have to. And he's learning that, I think, because like, yeah, I don't know. I think he came into this year with people saying he's going to be the MVP or a top three MVP. Mm -hmm. And it kind of maybe I don't know if it got to him, but I think it just people kind of overreacted a little bit. Yeah. And now that he's coming back into form, it's like, okay. And I I mean, my my big thing with Tatum is um, I want to say I'll say two things. Um, One of the things is his pace. Um, I've I've been kind of critical about the pace of our team in general recently i mean for a couple of years now to be honest kind um, of slow we yeah we, very slow pace tatum dominates in a slow pace but sometimes that pace gets a little too slow and it's yeah. almost like he's the only one in that pace which honestly is fine because i think like paul pierce had that yeah. pierce had that pierce slow the, slow game, the game down, down. yeah And it, 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 like a 23 year old is not going to be able, like he's, he's learning to do that. He's learning to kind of get, get on everyone else's pace, but control that pace. Cool. Right. Um, what, I mean, when we see that pace really pick up is whenever Brown is dominating, whenever Brown is going on a tangent, whenever he's, well, he's best in transition. That's why. 
I mean, he's great. He's, he's a great spot up shooter, but he's great. He's great in transition. Hundred percent, hundred percent. When when Brown's on, our team is moving and keeping up with him. Which I, I mean, you really you do have that kind of fire and ice thing. Um, yeah. And besides that, I mean, you know, we talk about Tatum um, kind of com- you know comparing himself to Kobe. I think he does that, and I and I think you know, I'm not a fan of Kobe Bryant, the player or the person, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm I a mean, fan of the player. Hundred percent fan. Of the yeah, I mean, I mean, I, amazing player. Um, <laughs> obviously yeah kobe bryant uh hot take good at basketball um <laughs> <laughs> pretty good pretty good at basketball. Um, tatum, right. so tate you know i'm not i'm not against tatum being a long two guy i'm really not i i'm not an anti mid-range guy i'm not an anti spot up shoot guy never been never been about that um i think how many times shit. i spot up in the mid-range in 2k man oh, i think that shit rules the, oh dude my my inside, shot in basketball. my inside out facilitator is a Force at mid range. Oh, oh. Force at mid-range. I love, I love, which is I the best doing, build in the game, by the way. What I love doing is coming down off the break, and I love doing the hesitation moves. Oh, he- going hezy left mid is my move. Oh, what I, I love, so my guys, so good on me. I pre ordered this one because I want all the VC. Yeah. So I got like a hundred thousand VC when I started yeah. the game. So I loaded my, my builds yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, my favorite build is shooting guard. Um, inside out playmaker so mm-hmm. what i do what i do yeah i, I, I do in, inside out facilitator which is the same yeah facilitator much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so what so what i do that's building the game um, dude it has everything i it took me so amazing. long to figure this out but i'm, but I'm have, like but i'm like think, six five I think you're like an 80 something from three and you have yes. your defense is like good enough to a point where it's yeah. like if you're playing online your defense can hang and then exactly. like you're a, you're nasty when finishing you're, you're just uh, you're i sick. love what I love doing is I've and then the playmaking like, comes with everything else, so you can you could move like a mother. Right, it's 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 I've, the I've, all around. Build. I've maximized or maxed out my um my dribble, hmm. so my hezzy is I I love so I've always I've always used the same jump shot mm-hmm. my entire time that I can build it. It's like um set shot like the the base is Ray Allen, the mm-hmm. come up is Kobe, and then the release is like release like one hundred thirty seven something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's awesome about it is when you when you do I do the hezzy off the break and then if they move or if I get them moving I just spot up yeah from yeah, yeah that is it's the prettiest shot in the game honestly like some, you're watching to, you're something going that. I, I I have yeah. a uh, I have a jump shot I like a lot right now I think it's uh I could be mistaken because I created a couple jump shots and I've just been trying them out but there's one that's been working I might be wrong but I think it's Curry twenty seven twenty seven which there, yeah been, so the Ray the Ray Allen bottom the lower base of ray allen is he's got ray allen's the best jump shot maybe next to curry in the history he goes right up right up, literally like straight up yeah Yeah, so what you do so what i do is is i do ray allen base so he basically just goes straight up Hmm. kobe at the top because he has this he has this angle that i like and yeah yeah. the release the release is is good too but what i do is i do um the shot release is is, um what's it called it's not is it short when you, when you basically, it's a quick, it's a quick shot release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you do, when you take a, when you take a set jump shot, man, it's so easy to get green because I'm so mm. quick to like release the button or release the trigger, but man, like just watching, just playing, I, I, I've used the same jump shot. So I've literally timed it every single time for right. years. So I have it, but man, my build, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm with the Detroit Pistons and me and Cade Cunningham, man, best nice. duo in the game. Best duo in the game, dude. I've been oh, going so fun. crazy on because uh, I'm still like I never buy new two Ks ever. I just I love playing the old ones. I just I fuck around with them until they're 
until I'm tired. I just spend all my money on video games, period. So I'm still, dude, I'm still on 2K20. And I mean, I, I, I have 2K21. I just don't really play it. Um, but dude, like I've been in the 2K20 rec league recently because that's when you get like all the all the hoopers stay on the old games. That's what I figured <laughs> out. All the hoopers stay on the old rec league games. Um, oh, dude, man. I've been like just nasty on that and it's just so much fun you, you'll find like a good group of guys sometimes on like a rando selection yeah um uh, before, before we trail off on 2k sorry hold, hold on folks let me let me dial back um <laughs> my my second critique of tatum right so um i really do like how he follows kobe in like defense stuff that's huge like that's huge for our team and i like how he kind of breaks that mold with the playmaking um, right. he's, he's developing that he's understanding, you know, to lead a team, I need to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want him to follow Kobe on is when, when Kobe would drive, he ne- like, there was no hesitation. It was he, and in like most of the time he relied purely on his athleticism to just go over a dude did not get yeah. like, did not give a fuck. Tatum yeah. does. I mean, I think it's, it, I don't think he's like afraid as much as he's, crafty like the craftiness of his, like the way he moves when he goes to the basket that combined with the fact that he can't buy a fucking call is ever i, ever. I think makes him naturally kind of hesitant where it's like dude his first year he was yamming on guys he can he can literally reach over three quarters of the nba if 100%. he really i mean if there, there are guys i mean freaking dunked on lebron as a rookie but like with dude, I mean, me, like, like he had dunks his rookie year, he had dunks on AD, he had dunks exactly, on Paul George. Right. Uh, I think Paul George had the confidence, too, but he had the confidence to go up there and do it. Whereas now he doesn't feel like he can't, or he doesn't feel like it's worth it, maybe. And maybe I'm and I'm like, hesitant to go like full into that critique because it's like I understand like he is still technically recovering from COVID, which is <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, like, which is <laughs> crazy, which how well he's been playing. But I mean, right. like, when you think about the the fact like that, uh that game. Game four, game three against the Nets. Mm-hmm. At when he went for – oh, that was game – that was game four. Game four? Yeah, because that would have been – it would have been the elimination game. Right, yeah. It was yeah, 3-0. Yes, there he was has, 3-0. I mean, dude, his – check his – when you get a chance, check his stats in elimination games. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I was watching that game, and it's funny because I was like – like, I was just like – that series was so funny to me because I was like – it's hilarious seeing Kyrie come back here and fuck up the Celtics after like just all the shit talk. Anyway, well, (laughs) anyway, yeah. um, Tatum. Well, I remember watching that, that performance and it was just like, dude, this guy has an inhaler waiting for him on the bench. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I know. Doesn't give a fuck. He he is just, I mean, just a nasty, nasty performer. Um, I'm trying to find it on stat news and mm -hmm. I can't find the point points per game, but it's like, 32 40 yeah, 50. yeah um he played only 21 minutes in the other brooklyn game but like 24 31 28 25 30 29 29 like it's it's nuts like these are and oh, he killed the sixers man he's that holy guy. shit that he guy. killed the sixers yeah like i just we're talking about last game he, against the sixers no no no. i'm talking about back in 2020 um when they swept them um, oh my god, dude! He was a yeah, maniac. Just destroyed them. We watched that. To... Uh, we watched that that elimination game four. I watched at your house. Yeah, because that Kemba yeah. shot over uh, yep. over over Horford. He went, over over he, Sixers legend Al Horford. Yeah, right. <laughs> he went he, he went twenty eight fifteen and four in that game, and then against the um 
what's it called? The Raptors heat went off. Like, it's just so funny to me. Like we, we put so much and I heard the talking heads on ESPN talk about this the other day, like how we, we maybe have like, we like, and it's the same with the Sixers. Cause I think it was when they faced each other, it's like, maybe these guys peaked too early. And I, I can agree with that. And to a sense where it's like, we, we saw in their rookie or their first year playing together, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They went to it two more times after that, four years and three years after that. It's okay for these guys at their age to have growing pains. 100%. And the media has, or the media and the fan base and whatever have expected them to just win the championship or be in the championship picture every year. Boston's very selfish. Oh. Boston, Boston. It's, it's the, the thing is, I wouldn't and, want to honestly, gonna, as an athlete, I would not want to play here. That's well, I was going to touch. So, on, so I was going to touch on that because you mentioned you mentioned how Boston media is the worst because it is, and it's yeah. the way it's it's and this is me because it strikes a nerve with me. The way that the Boston media and it's a perfect example of who they are. The way that the Boston media treats the Red Sox mm. every single year is if they have like one bad stretch of games, throw everybody out, mm-hmm. fire the manager. Like it's just. It's because over the last 20 years, right, like the, the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Celtics, and the Bruins have all won so many, so many games, not even championships, just games and playoff games and all this stuff that this new generation that wants everything right now, right now, right now, Big just time. expects we need to win a championship this year, and it's over. And also, that's what's the obsession with separating Tatum and Brown? I still don't understand this, why it's because do it's, that. It's the narrative of the having NBA. two having two star wings is redundant. It's like, but think about it. Think about when? it. When, when was the last time? Maybe, maybe, maybe the Warriors is a good example of this. That you drafted two guys at this that are this talented that are playing together. Maybe the Warriors are probably a good example. Of well, that, the Warriors are the best remember. example, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I, I can't think of I can't think of any but any other team that was able to draft. Two, maybe the Spurs was a good one. Maybe the Spurs, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. I wouldn't consider I wouldn't consider Tony Parker and Mono Ginobili like super duper star. Right, because right. I think that's what Jalen Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum will become. Hundred percent. So like, because Duncan it was up there, right? Like Curry is up there. Clay Thompson is up there. Um, you can even argue that Draymond may be up there in a way that in the way he plays, but like, Oh, Draymond is, I've a big part of my growth as a basketball fan is understanding how important Draymond Green is. I is the most, I used to be so sick of him, so tired of him. And then I'm like, Oh my God, he is like, cause they're doing this, what they're doing right now without clay, Mm -hmm. no KD Mm -hmm. it's Wiggins, Curry, and the rest of their team and, and Draymond and the rest of their team, they are they just beat the freaking Suns the other night after the Suns won 17 games in a row. Did you see That's nuts? Curry, I, who were they playing last night? Um, what's it, the Suns? Dude, Curry, like someone told Curry was the, he was like getting close because he, I think it's this year if he hits a certain amount of threes, he's he gets that uh, that three point record. Yeah, he's like 16 Dude, away or something. He's, like I don't know if you've been watching him in late games, he is like a psychopath for that three right oh there. he's gonna he's gonna hit it in two games he's gonna have he's probably gonna hit he's probably gonna go over it within and the you, next two games you know he wants to do it in portland by the way you know he <laughs> wants to do it in portland you know he wants the to do it in that game space dude yeah the, the city and that's the thing too it's like people, he wants that so mvp bad dude he wants that mvp yeah. bad but what's funny is that and, and this is true of most sports but like the best rivalries are divisional rivalries, right? Like mm-hmm. those are always the best one, right? Mm-hmm. Like Knicks, Celtics, Sixers, Celtics, right? Mm-hmm. Toronto and Six uh, and Celtics. But like the best rivalry that the Warriors have is against Portland. 
And it's because they faced each other so many times because it's Curry and Dame. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and what's funny is I have, I'm friends with a, a Blazers fan and he tells me all the time, like, there's no player that I've hated in the history of the world more than I hate Steph Curry because it's, it, and I love, he's like, trust me, I love Steph Curry. He's a great player. He's amazing. I whatever, but I just hate him so much because he just destroys my team every single time I play him. Best floor and it's like I've ever seen with my own eyes. hundred percent. Oh, oh my God. hundred percent. And it's like, and it's like, you know what? Like you have fans in Cleveland cheering for Curry. Mm. Cleveland, the team that he destroyed in the finals like four times mm. is cheering for him in because he's playing so well in their building. Like it's just for me, like, like people talk about all the time. Will the Warriors be good without Clay? Will the Warriors be good without KD? It's like, yeah, they have Curry. They're fine. <laughs> like it's it's just not it's nuts to me. Like you have one um, like top of the world talent and then you just have Draymond and then the rest of the team just plays well around. And that's all you need. Speaking of clay, we're getting him back. Uh, oh, like a December. month. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I think, I, I don't think he's going to be ready for Christmas, but he's going to be ready. No, like no, I, I think he's back January. Yeah. 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 Which is going to be, I'm very excited. I think game who is who, over. Who is right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I was going to say who, who right <laughs> now opinion. is your uh, finals pick. Warriors. <laughs> Warriors. It's, it's, I'm, I mean, I'm going Warriors Nets Cause I think that's the matchup everyone wants. And I think uh, if, if, if I saw Kyrie today, comes back, yes, I did see today. There's a uh, apparently a, a plant based uh, vaccine. Oh, here, we <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Which Kyrie it, would be 100% take. receptible to. Um, yes. Yeah. Which I mean, if Kyrie, if Kyrie comes back, I would say it would be Nets Warriors, but Nets I think Warriors. it might end up being I think it might end up being Bucks Warriors. I was gonna. And, I would. I, I'm. I would not be surprised if it uh, Clippers get past that spot if Kawhi comes back in time. Clippers are. Really I don't good. know, man. They are good. They are really good. I, I just. And they're deep. They're deeper than the Warriors I've, right, right now. I've seen, time. but I've seen Steph Steph Curry. I know. Play as well as he has, and it's and it's not even. Look, there are times where he shrinks a little bit in the finals. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's Steph Curry, man. Like mm. I, I just I, I think he is. MVP, I think he is going to take this team at least to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, if, if the season ended today, the MVP is either him or KD, which is 100 kind of crazy, 100, which yeah. I love. But but I, love I think the story there, I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Former teammates, mm. Kevin Durant coming off of you know missing the finals by a toe. Mm. Um, I think Curry is good enough to carry them all the way to the Eastern uh, Western Conference Finals, and if they have Clay in that mix too. I think they can beat the Suns. I think I hope it's Suns versus Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, that would man. be one of the best series you would ever watch. Speaking of I mean, speaking of rivalries, if 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 CP3 can take down Steph Curry, that's the best shit, best man. win of his career. Holy best shit. win of his career. I mean, even best if he doesn't his, win the finals, him him taking career. down Steph Curry would probably feel just slightly below that yeah. uh that final best win. game. Best game in CP3's career, not even just stats wise, but just in general, mm-hmm. was last year's game. Uh, I think it was game six against the Clippers. Scored 42 points, had like 10 assists, and beat them and went to the West and went to the finals. But if he beats Curry, that's it. Like, that's yeah, just, I don't want to, I don't want to sleep on the Suns either. Cause, uh, um, no, I don't. Mean, the Suns are 18 games in a row. They're, 
they're feeling that fucking finals loss every time oh, they're out there. I'll man, tell you they that. want they want it so bad. And it's and look, we we came into this year being like, okay, maybe maybe the Warriors, maybe the Suns, yeah. may, and yeah. you know, we were thinking Clippers, Lakers, but man, no, no, it's it, it Clippers are great. Lakers suck. <laughs> Lakers, Lakers, I'm so serious. Lakers are a first round exit. Oh again. my god! I'm I, I think so gonna be, serious. I think they're going to be the playing again. Who I think the they're going to be in the playing again. Who the fuck? Like, who are they going to beat in the West? That's they're and not going to. Right, they're not beating the Nuggets. They're not beating the Jazz. No way. No, no, even, no let's not say, even the way. The let's Jazz say. Play right I now. mean, they're, first of all, they're going to seed low, and they're going to have to play a top three team, which they're not going to yeah. beat. Even if they luck out and they seed higher, they're not beating anybody else that the West has to offer. So here's, I mean, who, here's, who are like the fuck? Go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're already. Yeah, I have it. I have it up right here right now. So remember, there's a plan, right? So yeah, it's yeah. the top, bottom. It's the bottom four teams. So the Lakers right now would be in the play-in <laughs> against the Blazers. <laughs> okay. uh, I would love that. I would absolutely love that, um, dude. Do, then, do you do you think the Lakers would even beat the Grizzlies? I'm being like, dude, they're not good. They're and they're they're over. Good. They're no no no. I mean, good. I love the Grizzlies. Um, John Morant. I've, I mean, I've been a big Jaw fan since this. They're the fourth. They're the fourth seed in the, in the West right now. Grizzlies. I mean, they're filthy. Who's um? Who's on that team? Who else has been on that team that's been crazy? Desmond Bain. Uh, J- awesome. Triple J. Yeah, Desmond yep. Bain's been good. Um, Who, uh, Danny Ainge passed on, but you know it's cool. Totally fine. Uh, what's it called? Um, I don't think about it at all. I don't think about it at, uh, at not, all. That not, Danny not only did Dan- passed on. Uh, not only did Desmond Bain on, and he, Christian Wood. He traded. He traded the pick. Who do we get? That Who do we get? Carson Edwards? We, no, I think that was the draft after that. It was uh I think we got a pick for this year's draft actually out of that. Or was it was no. it a, we, oh no, we got it. It was a pick. It was a pick. It was a pick, yeah. Um, so no, so here's the top. This is awesome. The top play the, basically the playoff teams in the West right now are Warriors Suns, which are tied at 20 and 4 in the records. Nice jazz. At three, Grizzlies at four, Clips at five, Mavs at six. So those are the, the already in the playoffs. And the play-in is Lakers, Nuggets, Timberwolves, and Blazers. So first of all, the Timberwolves making the playoffs is unbelievable. But um, what's funny to me is that if the Lakers have to go against the Blazers, or no, the Lakers would have to go against the Nuggets. Sorry, wait, Lakers would have to go against the Nuggets. Which no and then way. if they well, no, it's no it's way. tough because I mean the Nuggets are pretty depleted right now. MPJ went down too, right? Um, year. But he's Jamal, year. I think Jamal Murray might be back at that point, if I'm not mistaken. He's back. Yeah, he's gonna come back. He's, he's due back by I want to say, gotta be around like early first round. Yeah, I mean it's Maybe before it's, that. He's he's gone for was this isn't the same this isn't the same injury from last year it's uh, that oh yeah what it is the twenty cl so they're expecting him back it says um, probably by the end of the season he okay. was deemed out he was deemed out for the season in last April and then the timetable return is um, like seven eight months okay after, usually, gotcha. usually yeah, yeah. for twenty oh, so he'll be back. Uh... He'll be back yeah. like sometime after a little after the All-Star. Actually, right? it's actually a little bit more, but it, yeah. So it's actually okay. not eight months. It's actually 12 months. So I was wrong, but okay. some point in April. So yeah, he'll be back before the playoffs or for the playoffs at least. Okay, so cool. nice. Love that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's weird. I think for me, like there's so many great teams in the West, so it's, it's going to be hard to kind of tell, but like the two that we, that I think are in the Western conference finals are Warriors Suns. Yeah. And then for, for the East, 
Yeah, it's it, I, oh, actually, you know, I don't know, man. The Bulls, the Bulls are so good. The Bulls DeMar are DeRozan, really good. I, I'm here in Chicago, so I watch a lot of Bulls games. Yeah, so yeah. he's on in the bars I go to. And Tamar DeRozan and Zach Levine are a match made awesome in heaven. Team. Awesome team. Oh, They're great. Oh, my God. It's it's so good to watch Tamar play with a good player. I mean, look, Kyle Lowry's great, but he's not on par with Zach Levine. And no player that the Raptors or the Spurs ever had when they were with him ever compared to what Zach Levine is. And Zach mm-hmm. Levine, man, after this year with Tamar and then next year, like I think he's going to become like – it's going to be him and Tatum and like it, it's it, – there's so many – like there's Zach Levine is so slept on, mm-hmm. but he's going to become one of the top ten players in the league. And I'm, I'm very happy to see DeRozan flourishing personally yes. because I – like. The shots that he got from the Raptors was uh, was sh- it felt shitty from over here. Like that's like that's that yeah. sucks to watch. It's like watching and, watching and, his buds go to the finals. That sucks, man. Um, and in a and it and it, I mean we won't see that again anytime soon. So no worries. And in business sense, it makes sense for the Raptors to do something yeah, like that. I mean, but dude, Kawhi Leonard, come on, you can't pass up on him. And um, even though he left, they won a championship. So yeah, um, I think by the way, one of the more overrated championships ever. Oh, Raptors? Um, I mean, they yeah. beat they beat the Warriors on half a leg. No, come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on. And I think I think for me, like Mickey Mouse title. Well, yes, but <laughs> two two Mickey Mouse titles in a row. By the way, it went Raptors and Lakers. Um, mm. what it, what's just interesting to me though is that not only was that overhyped, but then Kawhi became overhyped. I think in my mind because Kawhi got this label of he leaves teams and can win championships. Like no. He's no, like this. Can't. I know. It's like he became like people are talking about him. He had a pretty like good this, this like Shogun who can like yeah. He had travel. a pretty damn. He had a pretty good cast, even though it was like the remains of Tony Parker and Mono Ginobili. He had Dude. a pretty good cast in the Spurs. Oh, and, I, I thought you were like going to talk about the Raptors. I mean, Fred Van oh, Vliet was he had a great he had a, during those playoffs. He had a great yeah. He had a great team around him. Siakam hasn't been that good since. I mean, well, actually, yeah, I mean, numbers wise, yeah, he's been he's been better. I mean, the, the guy he had the guy after, that. The was, guy that was, was supposed to turn this guy was supposed to go off Siakam didn't, and the guy who we didn't expect to, Fred Van Vliet, took yeah. off. Like, yeah, that's basically what ended up happening. But I don't know, man. I think it's gonna be an interesting end of the year. I think there's a lot of stuff. Like, I think the return of Clay is gonna make a huge impact. I think this Clay, the Warriors are gonna be world world beaters there. I think once Kyrie comes back, it's gonna be a completely different. Like, what I, I can guarantee you this. If anything, if Kyrie does come back, it's going to be for the playoffs, and that's going to really suck because because he basically at that point would have taken advantage of the system and just was like, ah, I'm just going to rest the whole year and then come back. And it's like, yeah, I already don't. Oh, I, I already. Not I mean, I I figured that was coming, dude. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I'm he, already he, not a big fan, but I don't know. I think he wants to get a title with the boys and, and dip. I really do. I think that's what he I, wants. I think I think he wants to retire soon. I think that's a big. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think he's almost not good basketball, <laughs> or at least the politics behind or like, which, the, which like do your thing, man. I mean, he he has a title. He's he's done. He's in the 50, 50 40, 90 club. I mean, what what more does a guy like Kyrie Irving have to prove? He know? does not need to prove anything to anybody else on the on the floor. No. And I think he I think he's becoming more of a philanthropist and somebody that wants to help people that it's like it's. I mean, like, even when he's not playing, he's still doing stuff for other people, and he's yeah, got yeah. enough money he's, under his he, belt he's where it's a, like Andy Back stuff is sus, but he's a good dude. Um, yeah. No, but I will he's say, he's I mean, there's no one. You, I mean, you talk about the difference between like what fans think about basketball and what analysts think about basketball, and then you think about what the players think. 
Dude, you talk to any player in the league, they're they're. I mean, who was talking? I think it was Iggy who was on Twitter saying Kyrie's the most skilled basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, 100%. it's like dribbling wise, no yeah. one else. And it's it's no funny because yeah, the way players talk about other players, it's 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 almost like it's like, do I take it at face value? Do I take it as like more accurate than what fans think? Do I take it as more? I mean, probably right. Do I take it as more yeah. accurately like as like what analysts think? I mean. A lot. I mean, I'm what you hear a lot from like players is like James Harden's a better defender than than analysts People and fans think. think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd listen to like a the best defender of the league. It's yeah, like I'd listen like to uh, I'd listen to a basketball player over any analyst any day because 100%, like hundred percent. Yeah, and and it's and it's not only because like you know these guys are trained in the way of how to deal with the media, right? Yeah, so like they're yeah. trained to say this certain thing, but like when you listen to them on like podcasts or like when they're talking to somebody that they like or they're friends with like a like a Malika Andrews like I love Malika Andrews for many reasons but mm-hmm. she's mm. she's mm-hmm. she's somebody that can get like or or even better Taylor Rooks oh mm. uh, man like it's just like you you see these like people that like the the players trust and yeah. that they like actually like talking to like I'll yeah. listen to those interviews any day because those guys are getting the truth out of them like um uh what's it called the the one the smoke podcast with uh matt barnes and uh jerry sackhouse or not sackhouse not sackhouse um, it's um richard steven uh richard not richard jefferson i can't even remember steven jackson steven, steven jackson. jackson there you go thank you um the in, is it in your smoke whatever it is um, up, in, up, pod, in smoke? up in smoke podcast thank you jesus oh no it's all listen, the smoke it's all the smoke all the smoke i will listen to those podcasts all day because yeah. it's like those that those guys are talking about what hoopers talk about like mm-hmm. it's like those it's just like three nba players in a rock room talking to each other it's yeah like, i will listen to that all day 100 so. 100 and it, it's like it's always like it means a lot when you see guys like katie be comfortable in an interview environment because you, yes. you know katie's like i mean he you know talks a lot of shit but when he talks he's very selective on who he talks to very selective on yeah. who he shares stuff with and like seeing him comfortable with those guys um yeah and that's that i mean all all of their interviews feel like that it's like they're chilling. Good stuff. They're, they're, uh, their interview with AI was awesome. I don't know if you have if you've seen. Yeah, it they have they have they have some really good um, ones with Paul Pierce too. I, mm-hmm. I think he's been on a couple of times, and he's there like smoking with them, which I'm just like, of course, like Paul Pierce. And there's a couple guys that you can look at from that from his era when he played, but like Paul Pierce was probably one of the biggest stoners in the NBA. Well, I mean, we talk about a guy <laughs> who is a lot who players talk about higher than fans do. Hundred percent. Everybody, dude, I mean, loves, dude, everybody loves Kobe. Kobe, who didn't give compliments to anyone, we're being very, we're being very complimentary of Kobe on this, on this episode. But. We we love Kobe Bryant, <laughs> the basketball player. Kobe Bryant, the guy, <laughs> kind of rapist. But anyway, <laughs> yes, yes, I, I agree. Uh, no, but rest, like, dude, rest, who 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 like rarely did it, like Kobe Bryant give compliments to anyone, let alone a Celtic very high praise of Paul Pierce said he's one of the toughest guys he ever guarded. That's huge for, it's because, for Kobe it's who guarded. I mean, he guarded players in Jordan's era. He guarded players in LeBron's era and everything in between. Guarded That's, Jordan. Guarded Jordan himself. And he, he, <laughs> the man himself. I mean, he mentioned Jordan, of course, but right up there with, you know, toughest guys to guard. He mentioned Paul Pierce, which well, I mean, anyone a, who talks about Paul Pierce as a player who, who played against him has, a, you know, the same shit to yeah. say, which. Well, it's also because. Paul Pierce kind of ruined Kobe's life for a second mm-hmm. in a sense that he gave him his first finals loss. Yeah. Yeah. And, or second finals loss, excuse me. And 
what's funny is in listening to Kobe talk about it, he's like, the worst sign of my life was game six of that fear that series. Yeah, Cause remember yeah. the Celtics destroyed the Lakers. Like it was like 138 to 79 or something right, like that. Right, 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 right. And what's interesting is that having a guy like that, like as a Celtics fan that, you know, I know you, you kind of got a little bit later, like you started watching a little bit later, but yeah, I was in it. Yeah. Being a Celtics fan diehard since I was like five years old, I hated Kobe. Kobe mm. was the worst. He's the best guy in the Lakers. I hated Shaq until he went to the heat. Like I just, right, I right, hated right. those guys. Cause that's all I knew. But when you watch, like watch back and you see like taking your emotions out of it, like kind of listening to, I love listening to the stories of guys that go through devastating losses and kind of talk about how they dealt with it. And like Big Kobe time. was like, I just came back the next year. He won two titles after that, like yeah, right yeah. in a row. Right. But like, it's, it's so interesting, like going through that and like listening, like, Paul Pierce is one of the toughest guys I've ever had to defend because he was a dog. Like that's mm. exactly what he was. And right. as a Celtics fan, I never really saw that until the, that year that they won the title because he was never, I mean, he, he went to the East conference finals a couple of times and yeah. lost because he was alone, but like he, or it was once against the nets, but like he basically put Kobe to his limit and defended him better than probably anybody ever did in the finals. Sure, okay. And True Hooper. Hooper. And then, you know, I had to take a massive shit in the middle of game four, I think, or game four and went left on a wheelchair and everybody was like, oh my God, is he injured? And then came back like two seconds later after dumping a load and then uh, balled out. I, I, I think he made out. that up. I think he made that up. No, man, I think. Really? He, I you think, think he's being he serious? Think, That's oh. funny. Dude, dude, he he was like, he was like, oh, oh. you can see him though. Like, <laughs> I hate to get into this, but you can tell when someone's trying to hold in a shit. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you have to, you have to clinch the shit out of your, your ass cheeks, right? Or into your <laughs> ass cheeks, I guess you should say. <laughs> so you can tell, like when you, they're picking him up, his legs are like kind of in air, like his legs aren't loose. So like he got, he, he definitely took him. He had to take shit. That's Damn. exactly what happened. And look, I get it. Like there, you there was a football player, Lamar Jackson, a couple weeks ago, or I think actually it was last year, in the middle of a game, uh, left Ravens. The game. Ravens, yep. yeah, yeah. He left yeah. the game. He left the game. It was a Monday Night Football, you know, most televised game in America at the time. Left in the middle of the game, and you could see him. There's a camera in the back by the locker room, and he's like chugging along, but his like his ass is all clenched, so he's like running. <laughs> and he came out later. He goes, "No, I was feeling a cramp," and it's like, "Nah, dude, you you oh, literally no. took." Like we, we get it, we get it. We're humans. We understand. Yeah, yeah. We do it too. Like it's you don't have to. You don't have to. You know, we do it too. It's okay. So I don't know. I just think it's funny. Like. I hear wrestlers talk about that too all the time. It's like when I think who was it that shit their pants? John Cena and CM Punk did. Oh, they both did. Punk did on a SmackDown one time, and John Cena talked about. He mentioned this on. uh, Once again, I've I've seen a lot of Total Divas lately, um, for no reason. Huge Total Diva guy here over here. Big big fan. I don't watch. uh, I don't watch Monday Night Raw, but I do watch Total Divas. Big fan. Um, Do you watch? Do you watch Cross? uh, What's the roads? uh, What's the roads one? No, I I um, haven't been watching like up to date Total Divas. Nothing like this. So I I've been doing like a, a rewatch for no reason. Um, binge guy, big big oh, binge yeah, yeah. on uh, on Total Divas. For totally totally my call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is totally I'm totally doing this by I'm myself, not against my will. By myself, not against my Total, will. <laughs> totally by myself. I watch Total Divas by myself. Love it. Um, I can see you with like your iPad like in bed, just like watching Total Divas, just like. Trying to catch up on how how Brian Nikki Bell are doing or whatever their names are. Uh, <laughs> love it. 
Yeah. Oh, love, all right. Yeah. We'll end it. We'll end it on the, uh, on the Bellas who are, I, hey. we, we, we talk, we talk shit about WWE the entire time. We're like, you know, who's great. Nikki Bella. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, say, Hey, for those listening and made it this far, thanks for listening to the first official Wrestle dot pod. Yeah. Oh my god, we didn't even name. go over the fucking name change. We have. So we, I guess we should probably record the beginning of this now, so you can edit this. No, you know what? You know what? Let's just make sure that we cover it on the next one because, like, I we <laughs> can't do it at the end of the episode. Sorry, we, we can't. Sorry, like, we didn't. We can't we insert sorry, we didn't it. Touch it last time. We'll, we'll, we'll we get can. To it. We'll get to it. This you is can. you can. You your your special editing skills. You can you can take a clip out. Nah, no, no, no. You know what? I really like how this episode we went right into the combo. It's gonna it's gonna feel weird. We'll talk about it on the next one. They don't give. They, they, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? Right, we'll, well, we'll, next <laughs> next episode. Next episode, we'll get right into the e-fetting careers. Uh, we'll explain yes. all that. Um, thanks for thanks for listening to Name Redacted. Um, we're uh, we're big. We were a big fans of true, Frank, uh, <laughs> we were we were big fans of the uh, true crime uh, syndicated podcasts out there. We were trying to honor them, I guess. We were, yeah. No, it was. Uh, we just trying like not to get sued, man. I think it was like a. Uh, it was like one of those like business higher mind positivity podcasts, which is like can't think of anything farther from who we are <laughs> well i'd like i'd like to thank our sponsors ennis cantor freedom um, that's right um, uh who's another vince McMahon. um our sponsors tonight our biggest fans of the podcast <laughs> these are these are guys that listen every week big fans big we fans, got a so. um yeah no uh so that'll uh we'll wrap it up there and uh yeah 